0: Hi everyone, thanks for listening in again to uh, InCorp Group's Pro Business uh, Podcast Series. I'm Eric here, your usual host, the Chief Business Development Officer of the group. Uh, And today, of course, I have my co-host, Elton, as well as our colleague uh, from our Indonesia office, uh, Mia.
1: So maybe Elton, you want to do a quick self-intro? Sure, thanks Eric. Welcome everyone back to our podcast series. As Eric has introduced, my name is Elton. I'm the Deputy Chief Operating Officer of InCorp Group. And today... We're very privileged to have with us our colleague from uh, Indonesia, Mia. Uh, I'll leave Mia to do a self-introduction about herself.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: All right. Thank you, Eric and Elson, for the introduction. Um, Hello, everyone. My name is Mia, and I'm the co-founder and Chief of Rating Officer from Incorp Indonesia, or also uh, known as Chekindo.
0: Thank you, Mia. So for every, for all the listeners here uh, today, uh, incorp Group is a Singapore headquartered group that specialises in providing corporate services as well as various forms of uh, business advisory in several countries within South Asia. For more details of what we do and where we operate, uh, please visit www.incorp.asia for more information. Um, today's inf- episode will focus uh, uh, 100% on Indonesia. For companies who are looking to expand into the country, uh, we will use uh, Q&A style as usual uh, to discuss some important points um, that includes uh, general business outlook of the country, uh, including key country stats, um, key industries that are trending in the country or will do well, um, key states or cities uh, within the country that will be suitable for uh, foreign companies to consider, um, favourable government policies for companies, such as incentives, such as uh, tax exemptions. And we will close off with a brief uh, company setup process as well as the some of the legal entity options uh, available. So maybe Alton, I'll let you ask the first question. Then.
1: Sure. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of us, you know, who are listening in are very interested about the latest developments in Indonesia and so on. And of course, the COVID situation has often been uh, quite bad and it hit across many countries and Indonesia is not spared. So maybe you want to give us a brief business outlook about how Indonesia is uh, currently dealing with the situation, as well as to share with us some of the uh, demographics, age group, and so on about uh, Indonesia, Who are especially for those of the foreign investors who are looking to invest in the country.
2: Sure. Indonesia is by far the largest economy and the most populous country in Southeast Asia. In the world... Indonesia is the 15th largest economy with nominal GDP of more than $1 trillion US dollar, and the fourth largest population with total more than 260 million people, where almost 70% are in the productive ages, between 15 to 64 years old, and more than 50% of population in urban areas with increasing middle-class income and purchasing power. Which offers a great potential for foreign investors in any sizes. From the macroeconomic side, Indonesia GDP growth is relatively consistent for about 5 to 6 percent in the past 10 years. For the 2020 full year, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the GDP contracted by 1 to 2 percent, driven by shrinking household spending which accounts for more than half of Indonesia's GDP. However, with all government efforts to hold and control the pandemic through regular updates on the regulations based on the COVID situations, to ensure the health protocols, control public events, as well as vaccines implementation, the projection for 2021 will return positive to 5% of GDP growth. Now, we are in the Q1 of 2021, and the government has started the vaccine implementation. I see that the economy trend and household spending are improving. Also, the office operation has been increased to 50% capacity to ensure the companies can maintain their performance to support the economic growth.
0: Thank you Mia. I think the the COVID situation is key for all our listeners here today. Uh maybe as a follow up question to talk, talk about the government. Um in terms of um we have been hearing on reading a lot about the uh, the government trying to pass the omnibus uh, law. And uh with this omnibus law, how does it impact or affect foreign companies who want to invest into mm mm-hmm.
2: Mhm. Um I believe this um, Omnibus law is a, a favorable government policies, uh, especially for uh, foreign investors in Indonesia. Um, in general, um, I would say there are a lot of improvements on regulations and bureaucracy in Indonesia, which are reflected on a simpler and shorter policy implementation, uh, which have created a more favorable business environment for foreign investors, to dig in more potential growth in the future in Indonesia, um, the world's growing interest in Indonesia, uh, I believe, also uh, attributed to the government efforts to attract more foreign investors. Uh, especially, yeah, the current government under President Jokowi, uh, as you mentioned, also has recently um, issued this omnibus law, um, including uh, several foreign investment uh, friendly policies, um, especially. Uh, including the simplification of the country's bureaucracy across many aspects such as the company registration, permits, and taxation. Um, some of the regulations, uh, introduction, the, uh, for example, a new a single window investment platform which speed ups and integrates the whole investment process which helps foreign investors investor to open in Indonesia faster than ever uh, for about one week. Another policy is the introduction of lower uh, corporate income tax for a newly established company to be only 0.5% from revenue, as well as uh, fiscal in- incentives, yeah, uh, such as the tax holidays for some priority sectors. Um, and then if, even uh, just a, a little bit um, additional after this uh, few months of the Im- Im- omnibus law, also the president uh, currently just issued, just circulated a draft of presidential decree um which then um uh, uh more to uh, liberalize the in- Indonesian foreign investment uh, regime even more and open for more business lines so uh the direction is the government will um will reduce the foreign uh, in- uh, investor limitation so we will open up more business field for foreigners as well
0: uh-huh, thanks, Mia. So since we are touching on this point, so what are some of the key industries um, that is trending or important in the country?
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, earlier this year, the government of Indonesia has expressed its commitment to bring the, national, the nation's investment trend to the next level. The ability to maintain macroeconomic stability will be advantages for the investment climate in this country. For those who want to be part of this promising uh, future, so there are four prospective sectors for investment in Indonesia. These sectors have a rapid and consistent growth pattern during the past years. So the first one is manufacturing. Indonesia government has realized that developing the manufacturing industry will bring huge opportunity for many sectors. Because manufacturing industry will surely be a huge investment for improving facilities needed by the people of Indonesia. So more facilities can lead more opportunities, right? Such as job vacancies, economic growth, major distribution improvement and at the same time will prove also how good the investment works so far. Then the second one is tourism. Tourism has become Indonesia's big asset, which is why this sector has a higher return for investment. The country's culture, scenery, unique traditional customs and over Thousands of different local languages have been attracting the world to know more about wonderful Indonesia. The exotic sites of Indonesia also an enticing aspect to bring profitable advantage, helping the economy to grow rapidly in the short amount of time. So the tourism will grow simultaneously with, with many other industries, such as retail products for hoteliers, local fashion trends, as well as the local culture begins to introduce worldwide as well. And the arts and crafts for the visitors
1: Mm.
2: and the third one is e-commerce the the next prospective investment sector is the the e-commerce business which has been playing an important role on how the market and the customer behavior has changed lately in indonesia e-commerce and people's day-to-day needs is inseparable Another good reason for this sector is about the social habits of many Indonesians who share the use of technology in their daily activities. Indonesia has become one of the highest social media users in the world, meaning that access to the online market has widely opened. And this is why e-commerce startups in Indonesia keep growing rapidly as well. Mm. And the uh, fourth one, the last but not least, is the infrastructure. The manufacturing industry, tourism, e-commerce, and all of uh, these prospective sectors are bringing major impacts on how the infrastructure in this country will evolve. It is already visible, as seen from the massive efforts of the government to build new new transportation routes on the underdeveloped regions throughout Indonesia in recent years. Not so not only focusing even in the Java Island, but even in the island uh, as well. More, more routes and public transportation have been opened, resulting in better access to a lot more area across Indonesia. A better infrastructure will create an opportunity for the eastern regions to improve their living, which naturally then will drive the economy to go up. Properties, tourist tourist attractions, and various job opportunities for the locals are the source of income to improve the economy and catch up with the region near the nation's capital on the Java island. So these investment sectors surely bring a great opportunity for those who plan to start business in Indonesia. And good news for the investors to bring in their innovations, technology, and improvement, and turn it into a profitable business. Great, thanks
1: Mia. I think that is very informative and I think uh, following up from one of your points that you mentioned, especially at your first, uh, the, the the fastest growing uh, industry uh, that of, will be of interest to a lot of our listeners here would be the manufacturing industry. So, and I think that a lot of us when we first think of Indonesia, the first city that comes to mind is Jakarta. So what other cities uh, or states that would be suitable for foreign investments? And if let's say, if I were to set up my factory in one state, and then at my headquarters in another state, is that possible?
2: Hmm, right. Yeah. Indonesia is known as the largest country in Southeast Asia, with a total land of more than 1.9 million kilometers square, and divided into 33 provinces. As an archipelagos country, Indonesia has more than 17,000 islands with five major islands deraja, Java, Sumatra, Kalimantan, or Borneo, Sulawesi, or Celebes and Papua. So besides uh, Jakarta and Bali, because Bali also usually uh, yeah. <laughs> the most uh, the most well-known in Indonesia. So here is the list of uh, five potential cities for foreign investment. The first one is Surabaya. Surabaya is the capital city of East Java and the second largest city in Indonesia after Jakarta the nation's capital. It is one of the Indonesian cities with the highest property growth. One of the reasons is because the city is a business gate for companies that want to invest in the eastern region of Indonesian provinces. And apart from that, Surabaya is also lucrative for its manufacturing, trading, construction, and retail sectors. The second one is Semarang. The development of industrial areas in Semarang, as well as the growth of agriculture, retail, and trading sectors, make this capital city of central Java a perfect destination for investment. As one of the access points in Indonesia, Semarang has adequate infrastructure and distribution channels. Moreover, Semarang is one of the cities with dense population. So because of its democracy, Graphic. Many companies are labor-intensive companies, such as uh, apparel, machinery, and textile. And the third city is Bandung. Bandung is another great city for investment and also a great place to live in. This city is famous for its creative people. There are many startup companies now attracting the people, attracting the people and the government for new ideas. Some great potentials for investment in this capital city of West Java, including creative industries such as e-commerce, advertising, fashion, and apparel design, um, also technology, telecommunication, tourism, hospitality, and industrial sectors. The fourth city is Medan. Medan, the capital city of North Sumatra, has vast area as the third largest city in Indonesia and the first largest city outside Java. Medan has strategic location with its main seaport that contributes 20% of the total export in containers in Indonesia. It shows that trading is one of the strengths in the city, besides other sectors such as manufacturing, retail, food and beverages, mining, and chemical. The uh, fifth one, the last but not least, is Makassar. Makassar is the capital city of South Sulawesi, uh, which is the largest city in the Eastern Indonesia region. In the leadership of the current mayor, has issued a policy to invite foreign investors in some of its mega projects, including transportation, energy, maritime, fishery, trading, tourism, healthcare, property, and infrastructure. Especially for the property, the chief of Indonesian real estate said said that the prospect of real estate development in Makassar is positive due to high economic development in Sulawesi. So overall, as the development becoming increasingly spread throughout the countries, this means more investment opportunities emerges in many cities for foreign investors in any business sectors.
0: Thank you, Mia. So, so for a company that's looking to go into Indonesia, they will go direct to the top five cities you're talking about to incorporate an entity or they should still set up the office or the main office in Jakarta first and then set up their, their businesses in in, the, in various parts of Indonesia. Is this possible?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, Yeah. sure, this is possible. Yeah, this is a good question uh, because uh, both ways are possible. Um so um a lot of uh lot of companies uh choose to set up their head office in Jakarta as the capital city uh in Indonesia. Uh also uh, it, uh, as as the capital city Jakarta also um usually has simpler administrative process or even can be faster. Uh, therefore it is good to keep the head office in Jakarta as their main uh, business address. Um however for their a manufacturing plan or more into their uh, production plan, they may uh, also uh, have their uh, branch or their, their main operation in the other cities. Um, however, some companies also may uh, choose directly when they have uh, also uh, established uh, base or, or offices in the in the other cities, they may also directly set up their uh, business address and all operation there. So both are possible. So, yeah.
0: I understand. So Mia, yeah, maybe you can share with us um, I mean, now that you talk about the many numerous uh, opportunities uh, in the country, um, so what are the, some of the government policies, right, to attract foreign companies to to invest in the country, such as incentives or uh, exemptions? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, uh, and as a bit uh, mentioned earlier, that um, the, the the current government are definitely focusing on attracting foreign uh, investors more into Indonesia. Uh, therefore, uh, what is very visible uh, is that they focus on uh, these two things. Uh, the first one is to make the bureaucracy and administrative process much simpler and faster. Uh, also, it is more accessible, meaning more open to the foreign investment. Uh, therefore, then they uh, uh, now the direction is uh, the government should uh, make more business fields open for foreign investors, um, as well as make the... Uh, the registration process uh, simpler and faster uh, through throughout a uh, uh, revolutionary uh, let's say um, uh, uh, permit registration process mm. and then the uh, second one connected with the uh, fiscal intensive uh, incentive especially the for example the tax holidays um, yeah they also uh, reduce the corporate income tax um, as well as uh, providing also tax holidays uh, for some priority sectors.
1: Yes, thanks, Mia. I think uh, that is something, I think, very good news for the foreign investors who are looking to invest in into Indonesia, especially now that we hear from you that the present government is very, very open to foreign investments. So if, if our listeners right here, all right, would like to start their business in Indonesia, what is the best kind of setup business setup that you would advise? Is it a company, sole proprietorship, or what kind of business form is the most appropriate and advantageous? And uh, what is the timeline or the speed at which a company can be incorporated, for example?
2: Mm-hmm. All right. So according to the business plan, uh, there are three types of companies that, uh, that the investors can start up or uh, be part of. Uh, the first one is the foreign limited uh, liability company or in here we call it as PT-PMA. This is an Indonesian legal entity that can be owned by a foreigner for up to 100%. For the PT-PMA, the maximum foreign ownership is determined by the business sectors and its activity, which are generally listed in the regulation called the Indonesian Negative Investment List. Which uh, previously uh, I mentioned that now the, the, pre- the president issuing the degree to, um, to loosen um, up.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. correct the, 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 the foreign limitation. And then the second type is the local PT company, which is the Indonesian legal entity that has to be fully owned by the locals 100%. The only possibility of a foreign investment is through the professional shareholder service which will be based on the special Loan Agreement. Mm. So uh, for, for these two, uh, two entities, right, uh, the difference is the percentage of foreign investment. So uh, sometimes why the uh, foreigner uh, may choose the local PT company? Uh, because, yeah, for example, the limitation that the business field is not open for foreigner uh, therefore, then uh, th- there uh, could be need some special arrangement to accommodate the, the requirements. And then the third uh, one, the third type is the representative office. So this uh, is uh, commonly considered as a branch office of a uh, parent company overseas. So this entity is intended for market research and marketing activities or the preparation of the uh, PTPMA establishment in Indonesia. However, uh, no direct selling or revenue generation is allowed within such a representative office. Um, so uh, as for the timeline, um, in, initially before this uh, all these new regulations to establish the PT, PMA or the local PT company can take up to two months. However, now uh, with the ease of the, uh, the new administration, uh, we can open the uh, office, um, if, even as soon as uh, one until two weeks, depending on how quick we do the preparation as well, but let it can go go that
0: fast.
1: Oh, that's great news, Mia. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are now excited about the faster registration process and so on. So, thanks, Mia, for the very insightful conversation that we have today, and uh, that's the end of our podcast series. And uh, together with Eric, uh, we thank you very much for. Your contributions and your insights to our listeners.
2: Mm -hmm. All right. Thank
1: you very much. To the next episode. Yes. Thanks.
0: Thank Thank you all. all. Okay.
2: Thank thank you, everyone. Hope this is helpful. Bye bye.